Hi everyone, welcome to the Commitment to Growth podcast. This is your host Mariana speaking and thank you for tuning in this week to listen to an episode of the show. Hi everyone, I hope you're well. Thank you for being here, whether it is the week for you or the weekend, whatever time of tame time of day it is for you morning afternoon evening i am so thankful to have you here as always your presence is so appreciated and thank you for choosing uh the commitment to growth podcast for your daily listening and your hopefully daily dose of personal growth and this conversation that i'm bringing you today really is all about that but we will get into that in a second first of all I want to start off this intro by just getting you on a little bit of suspense. I uh, told you and have hinted at the fact that 2023 was going to be good. I had a lot of things planned for this year and I still do have a lot of things planned for this year, but uh, we are settling into the groove and already things are kicking off. I'm really, really working on being consistent amidst school, which I really thought that this last semester of mine was going to be so much more chill, but it turns out that it might not actually be. So I'm going to try so, so hard to stay consistent. I'm going to try so, so hard to stay on schedule and keep up with the posts that I have planned for you. Uh, And I really think I can do it. So I'm hoping that you are able to send me some good energy my way um, (laughs) so I can get through the semester and deliver everything that I want to deliver. Uh, But wanted to advertise and remind you in case you haven't heard on the podcast already uh, because I have mentioned it on here before that I am publishing uh, almost weekly articles on the writing platform called Medium as well as on my personal blog Commitment to Growth which is on my website which is www.commitmenttogrowth.com so if you want some shorter form versions of these episodes to kind of look back on instead of having to scroll back through the audio um, or re-listen to what an entire episode was about, uh, I will typically have a kind of shorter form three to five minute reads of the episodes on those two platforms, which will be linked in the description of the episode below. So I'm doing that. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of kickstarting a little writing career because I love writing and I've mentioned it on here before, but I've been dabbling in poetry recently too, which is so fun. So that is the update. Uh, In case you hadn't checked that out yet, give me a follow on there. Let's connect. If you're a writer too, please let's exchange work. I want to see it because I'm looking to grow from other people who have been in that uh, this space a little bit longer than I have. So all that said, enough about me because I have such an exciting conversation with you today. Firstly, I want to say that social media and more so having the courage to start posting videos of myself and clips from the episode and stuff on Instagram has truly been such a reward in return for overcoming the the fear that it has been to take the leap to post those things because I'm sure that anybody, if you are listening to this and you've ever done the same or you have a platform where you record yourself talking and you're a public speaker or even a teacher, anybody who gives advice out to the world in whatever proximity and whatever intimacy, I don't know if you experience some a little bit of imposter syndrome when you post those things and you're like, who the heck am I to be saying these things and giving this advice? Um, I definitely experience a little bit of that. But let me tell you that the return... And the reward for having that courage and overcoming that fear has been so incredible because it has brought people into my life that would not otherwise have. And I have been able to connect with so many of the guests that have come on the show. Pretty much every single guest that has come on the show in the past has been through some social media connection. And today's guest is no different. Today I am talking to Nicole Robertson, who is one of the co-founders of the business called Women, Wine, and Wealth. 
how cool is that for a business name and a platform and a space for women? What the heck? Uh, but Nicole was kind enough to reach out to me and said she had really liked my work and I checked out her work and it's incredible what they are doing over in that space. So we decided to get together and have this chat that I'm bringing for you today. And we, I also got the opportunity to hop on her podcast later that week to give a conversation for her audience. So if you're interested, keep your eye out uh, on Women, Wine, and Wealth for our episode on the Spill podcast. But to tell you a little bit about Nicole and to get you hyped up a little bit for this episode, uh, Nicole has over 15 years, that's right, one five, <laughs> 15 years experience working in and alongside businesses, first beginning in the business coaching arena to then stepping into her own independent businesses. She has a deep-seated passion to see women take more control of their life and potential through business and personal growth, and she does this through her business, Women, Wine, and Wealth, as I mentioned. The ways that they are bridging business and confidence and self-care over on that platform is so inspiring. I highly recommend that you check it out, whether or not you identify as a woman, because their advice applies to literally everybody, uh, high and low. Uh, Nicole's genius is through her teachings. And Nicole takes what other people make complicated and teaches you in simple frameworks so you can implement and execute them in your own life. This last year, she has been living all over the world and the freedom to do that and have the gift of choice she believes in is the greatest gift of all. I believe when we recorded this conversation, she was in Croatia, which I am just so jealous about because the little cabin they were in looked stunning and like outside her window looked stunning. So just another piece of evidence as to the kind of human being that she is that she has found the freedom to give herself that opportunity to be where she wants to be virtually and nicole wants women to have this gift as well and she believes that women with a stack of cash and the generosity gene do great big things in our own world she is also a new author of the newly released book called unbound teaching women to master money and live without restriction. Uh, I will be posting the link to this book and how to get it in the show notes as well because I took a glimpse at it and haven't bought it yet, but it looks incredible. So all that being said, I am talking to a powerhouse of an individual today and we spoke about self-love and discipline and taking a seat at the table and how we are able to take our visions and turn them into reality through that discipline, through that self-love, through compassion, but also through structure and through understanding how we can actually effectively and wholeheartedly approach our visions in a way that is smart and in a way that, that is aligned with our integrity. So I am super excited to bring you this conversation today. I'm going to stop talking now. I'm super excited. And without further ado, here is Nicole Robertson, everybody. One more note before we do that. I do want to acknowledge that this episode was recorded on the unceded lands of the Wasanish peoples, particularly the Sartlip, Seo, Saikam, Malahat, and Pakwachin nations. Today, I am choosing to acknowledge my positionality as an uninvited settler on these lands and especially remind myself, but also share with everybody something that I learned today, which is that it is important to recognize the land that we are on as a living entity and not something that is owned or, you know, a... Um, a non-living entity is just simply the land and the, the nature that it is because nature is alive. Nature allows us to be where we are today. And it is important to acknowledge land for the ways in which it provides us the space to be here, the resources to be here and reflect on how we have exploited those resources um, and continue giving back through healthy eco-friendly practices, but also in acknowledging how this land has served us, the people before us, and the people that will come after us. So just a reminder to also acknowledge that settler acknowledgements are a lot more than just our positionality, but also how we are giving back to the land that has always, always unconditionally given to us as well. That is today's settler acknowledgement, everybody. And without further ado, here is Nicole. Okay. 
So everybody, I am joined by Nicole Robertson today, and I am so excited to be chatting with her. Nicole, can you say hi? Hello. Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm excited to be chatting with you as well. When I, um, I just love meeting other women, especially like I know... Oh. I know, I know that you're a lot younger than me, but it's like, it's just such <laughs> a thing. When I, when I meet young women, they've got the mindset like you do and doing the cool things like you are. So it's cool to be on. Thank you. I, it's just, it's just, it's nice to have such an empowering space where we can go back and forth and share that love for this kind of mindset, you know? Yeah. So I'm so excited to chat about all the things that we have planned for today. Um, but before we do any of that, do you want to just give the audience a brief introduction about who you are, what you do? where you're at in life right now? Yeah, sure. Well, we were kind of just briefly chatting about it before you uh, clicked record. Yes. But um, at the moment, I'm living in Croatia with my partner and we have a few really close friends who have also moved from Australia over here. Um, and it's been 13 months now, actually, since I left Australia. But as I was just sharing with you, like the wrap up of 2022, as I'm sure everyone does, you kind of like reflect on it. Um, mm -hmm. And I've been fortunate to... I think we traveled and lived in 10 different countries last year, um, mm -hmm. which was always my goal. I remember setting a goal when I was super young and I knew that I would be just spending um, part, part of my life in Australia and then part of my life overseas exploring different cultures and different mm -hmm. people and different food and all of that. Um, so I've been really fortunate. That's been my last year and um, work I get to do something I love every day, which is talking to women like you, um, mm -hmm. speaking to women and supporting them on their own journey. And uh, my business is Women, Wine and Wealth. I have a couple of different businesses. I've got an online business, which is awesome. And we were just talking about every woman should have that because it yes. affords you the choice to have location independence. Um, yeah. So both my businesses are online and I love coaching women and, and really empowering them and equipping them with tools to support their goals, to help them earn more money and earn their own money, doing their own thing and really uh, refining and developing and first seeing their own gifts and really mm -hmm. amplifying those and monetizing those and seeing money different and seeing business different. And mm -hmm. um, it's all that good stuff that I get to work with women on on a daily basis. And yeah, I'm fortunate to every day kind of love what I do in that space which yeah. is cool. Oh, that's so wonderful. I, it's so interesting to me getting to, I guess, an age now where financial independence is obviously like a big goal of mine. I, I'm not entirely there yet, but I'm still in college. So I guess I have that excuse, but <laughs> it's, you've got time. <laughs> I've got time. Yes. Thank you. But I, it's interesting to me to start training myself to shift into a mindset of not, of seeing money as more as a game of numbers rather than just this kind of selfish thing where it's either you're rich or you're not or um, you yeah. can only do things if you're rich so I love that there's people like you out there who are training women to look at it differently and to you know infuse in us this idea that we have a right to wealth we have a right to success and yes it takes hard effort but it you know like you said it affords you the freedom that you're looking for so I'm curious because I feel that in with a lot of people that I talk to in business, they've had this kind of pivotal moment where they either got burnt out or they realized that they needed to make a change in their life because they weren't, they didn't have the freedom that you are speaking to us of now. So was there like a pivotal moment for you that made you want to start Women, Wine and Wealth? Uh, yeah, you know what? I think it's... Um... I wasn't one of those people. I don't even know if they exist where you just wake up one day and everything slaps together and it's perfect. And you know exactly, <laughs> the journey, exactly the path and exactly what you're here for and mm -hmm. all of that. I mean, that takes patience and it oh. takes time and it takes self-reflection. Oh. Uh, but for me, if I look at, yeah, that journey through business, let's say, because truly, and it, and it is one of my beliefs that business is the best vehicle for women for a lot of reasons, Mm -hmm. Right. But it is such a powerful vehicle for us to develop ourselves, ourselves, because it will show you every weakness you have, every vulnerable mm -hmm. what do you hold. But it's uncapped, uncapped in creativity and in income and in choice, right? Depending on what business you want to go into. So it's such a cool thing. But I've done a few different ones. You know, when I first stepped into business, really I set, stepped into self-employment. 
right? Mm. I just got myself another job. Like I, my business owned me. I didn't own it. And okay. it was great. But if if I didn't work it, if I wasn't there, well, it didn't pay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so there was no leverage at that point. There was no traveling for a year and living in 10 different countries. No way. So, you know, from that, I was like, oh, and, and this is where you, you need to start listening to yourself and and things teach you. I was like, okay, I know business is my vehicle, but building it that way, like that doesn't suit me. So I had to step into different businesses and learn, just learn from mentors and, and different people. Hey, what do you want your end outcome to be? What do you want the vision to be? And then we need to build the framework and, and the goals come behind that. So really for me, business is to be able to get freedom. You need to have leverage. Leverage is the key, right? So if all you're doing is still trading your time for money, you're still self-employed. And I'd say to your audience who are listening in, please go and read Robert Kiyosaki, Cashflow Quadrant. That book, if there's anything like you said, like was there a moment? That book was the moment where my thinking changed. And I understood I was on the left-hand side of the quadrant. So he talks about the left-hand side and the right-hand side. So on the left-hand side, there's employee and self-employed, right? So Mm. really you you are trading time for money still, Mm. whether you're an employee or self-employed. So not that it's bad, it's just capped. Like we can't pull hours out of ourselves, right? So we're just capped. And so when I got that, I was like, oh, that's why I'm feeling the way I am. And on the right-hand side is true business owner, and also investor, Mm. right? And that's where you leverage. That's where you have systems. That's where you have people. That's where you have money working for money. And Mm. so I just knew that was the moment when I read that book, I got it. And then that took me on the path to learn it. And that was a whole different story, right? But learn how do I jump over from the left to the right-hand side? And business is one of the only ways, unless you've got a crap load of money just to go straight into investor. And mm-hmm. I didn't, right? And most people mm-hmm. listening in probably don't just have a million bucks sitting there, right? Oh, to go straight into nice. that. <laughs> yeah. Would be lovely. Would but be lovely. Yeah. business is the vehicle. That is the vehicle to jump over. So I was like, okay, so I have to I have to learn this. I have to get good at this. I have to build the skills around this. I have to know the mindset to back this up. And mm. yeah, it was it was that book that really helped. Wonderful. I, that's, I've never heard it explained like that. And I, you know, at the end of the day, I guess it kind of comes down to your perspective shapes your reality. Right. And I think that is such a wonderful place that we all need to remember to start is you can't expect change and you can't expect to make those pivotal switches unless you train your mind to see the situation differently first. Right. So in to stepping into that mindset and that approach to business, money, wealth. Um, for you, what would you say that it actually takes to be successful in our careers, in life as women? And why do many people fail when they set goals to get to where they want to get when they're first starting? You know, I think um, I feel like we should dive into a couple of parts of that because first hmm. we have to ask ourselves, like, what is success to you? like Mm -hmm. to be successful you have to first know what that is to you and I think um, I only ever share either what I've experienced like what I've done myself or what I'm going through because I think that's the best way you can really teach it otherwise you don't really know it and Mm -hmm. for me I used to set goals that just it sounded good like I should tick the box if I do this my ego is going to feel good and everyone's going to be like good on you that's the exact path you should be on and then I realized that there's some really lame paths that society sets. <laughs> There's some really lame goals and really mm-hmm. lame boxes that are designed for people oh, for really. us to sit in. And I was like, well, I don't want to follow on, follow along with lame rules, right? So the first question is, is what even is success to you? And you're really only going to know that when you know yourself. And most women that I, I speak to haven't done that part. Mm. And the knowing yourself part is the hard part it's not the sexy part it's not the marketable part that people you know like when we're looking for the answers we want the tell me the one two three step nick just give me the blueprint 
just give me the 10 steps to grow my Instagram following. And I can't even tell you how to do that. That's not my gig. (laughs) I can, yeah, I can tell you how to gain three followers, lose two. It's brilliant. But (laughs) I can tell you that that stuff goes so far because that Mm. used to be me. I'm super logical. And I'm like, if you just give me the answers, if you just tell me what to do to get to success, I'll do it. I'll do Mm -hmm. the work. Mm-hmm. Right. But it only got me so far because I didn't do the work on me. So I always say there's there's the mental stuff and then there's the mechanic stuff, which is the mm-hmm. actionable steps. But mm-hmm. first, just work out what even is it to you? And this is where that looks like questioning yourself. It mm-hmm. looks like questioning who you are. Question what you believe. Why do you believe that? Question mm-hmm. what you want. Why do you want that? right? So Mm -hmm. the first thing I'd look at just from your question is first, what is success? But then you actually, you just said it before you said about your perspective changes your reality. Mm -hmm. So the fact is 95% of people by age 65 are either dead or dead broke. That's not a cute Mm. quote. That's reality. Like What what defines defines death? Like just no purpose or like physically dead? (laughs) (laughs) physically dead okay. probably both inside and outside oh, interesting. that's the thing right can you imagine can you imagine getting to 65 and you're worried about well, what happens if I outlive my bank account mm-hmm. and that's the reality for most people so it's important to do this stuff and sometimes people think no I know what I want I know what I want or I've set these goals but 95% of people don't achieve it so are you sure that you've done the stuff that matters are you sure mm-hmm. how you've worked out who you are and what you want and what you believe and what matters to you mm-hmm. and then chosen the path and that's part of being successful. So there's the us, but then there has to be the mechanics. There has to be, well, what's the vehicle that's going to get mm-hmm. you there? What's the actionable steps with clarity that back that up? Finding a mentor. Oh, mm-hmm. my God, this isn't meant to be a solo game. If there's anything that can speed up or get you there with it's not going to be easier, but less, a little bit more ease, right? Mm -hmm. Then it's mentorship. That's the best thing that I ever did was get myself around someone who was 10 years ahead of me and was a person Mm. that I really admired, had values, like showed up in life in a way that I was like, yes, like that resonates, that feels good and had the results as well. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, it's crazy how I always find, and maybe you do too, when you go on um, people's bios or whatever it is, and it's like self-made. And I'm like, I don't believe that. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. self-made. like this isn't a solo game. It's not meant to be. You can't work mm-hmm. it all out yourself, right? Totally. Um, so yeah, I think that's part of success in a sense is mm-hmm. questioning some of those things and doing the the deep work for yourself Um, and knowing that it's not just your perspective, but um, Joe Dispenza, have you listened to much of his? He's amazing. I mean, he's the master of it, right? Mm -hmm. The master. But he says, he goes, your personality creates your reality. Mm. It's your personality. And our personality is just who we think we are. Mm. Our personality has been really determined from unconscious choices that we keep making over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So if we can change the way we think and think like the 5% because they see, think and behave very differently. So the way to success is believe in how you think. So you see things differently and then you behave differently. That's really the key, but it's the stuff that most people don't want to do because yeah. it's hard. There's like yes. a lot of friction, right? Absolutely. I, oh man, I love everything you said. And I, it, it's so interesting to me that in business, in fitness, in any realm of life, it always comes down to that, right? It's getting over the hump of doing the things that you don't want to do that are eventually going to give you that return. And a lot of times that friction is the inner work that we have to do within ourselves to get to a place where we are aware enough and conscious enough and confident enough that we can do those those hard things or go after those things and it's yeah. really interesting to me that like in business that's that's a thing yeah. um, and, and it matters because like I guess 
let's talk about goals, right? Because you, yes. you asked something around why most people don't achieve them or maybe yes. even them. Exactly. I, actually did, I did a train, like a training on this two days ago and I'm happy. I will send you the link if you want to share it out. It's just a free oh my gosh. training. Wonderful. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you because it's a huge thing, right? So goals, especially this time of year, like what's the date? Yeah. January 10th. January 10th. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> Everyone thinks, oh my God, it's a new year. Like this is a new slate, right? Clean slate. Mm -hmm. So my life's going to change. And I'm telling you, your life doesn't change because it's the new year. And it doesn't change because it's a Monday. And it doesn't change because of the first of any month. It changes Mm -hmm. because of us, like because of you listening in, like every time you decide. So what I found, a lot of women were feeling very overwhelmed at the moment. Like they're behind, haven't set their goals Mm-hmm. right having kind of done what they should have done right now but then most people when they go to set their goals it's very surface level and mm-hmm. you only have to scroll your ig to get the loop of surface level advice on goal setting yes. right like yes. one two three do these things and but again most people like 91 percent of people don't achieve their goals that's the, the statistics so it's like well what's the missing link and mm-hmm. i find a few things can happen happen and this I used to always get caught up in this is distraction like you cannot find your focus so you might write down your goals Mm -hmm. and you're like yeah cool tick the box I did it I've done it I've written down my five goals and a week goes by and you're feeling okay because you kind of got that dopamine hit that motivation of like Mm -hmm. writing down goals getting on them so like first week in pretty good yeah. you set your first actions probably the first of next month uh and you you like you start those actions so you feel pretty good but then it's it's not as shiny right you start forgetting what it actually is because distractions come in like other people's problems and other people's demands and other people's life and things just happen and it's not as shiny like you don't feel as connected to it life is just taken over mm-hmm. and then like you have that motivation you don't have that dopamine hit anymore you're back in busy and you're yeah. thinking oh, when did I get here again like that's typically the process of goal oh, setting right? <laughs> yeah, yeah it so is true. Mm-hmm. It is. So I'd mm-hmm. say if that's how you're feeling, like if you're feeling either distracted, overwhelmed, um, you can't find your focus, maybe overconsumption. It's a biggie. Mm-hmm. Like if you are just scrolling and people think mindless scrolling, but it's not mindless. Everything our brain sees, it has to process. So your brain is really going into overdrive. It's working for you. But Absolutely. for what? Right? Yeah. You need to unplug. We need to find some time to really unplug because we're overstimulated and probably even more so like the young ladies may be listening in. Yeah. Um, because you guys might have more notifications. I can't handle all the platforms. No, me neither. I, sh- I shut all my notifications off. There's just no way. There's, There's no, no way. way. It's too much, right? But we always have something coming at us, like a notification or even when we're working out, you're probably listening to something mm-hmm. or you know, the family, the knock at the door, the email, like it speaks to us before we speak to ourselves. And so we're overstimulated. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and sometimes that overconsumption of content or stuff, it feels good in the moment because you get that hit of inspiration. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to repost that. That is so cool. But it doesn't have the legs. Yeah, It won't last, no. right? So, so what I've found is, if you're in this goal setting phase, do a couple of things. The first one is create what I call a gap. So think about what the last year taught you. Think about what your past has taught you and think about what I call the nails and nails are your restrictions. The things that are not okay anymore. The moments where you're like, I, should, I, I if I could do that again, I'd behave differently. Or you know what? That's a shitty situation. I'm sick of living paycheck to paycheck. Or I'm sick of getting to the counter and and wondering, do I have enough money in there? Or should I put something back? Mm-hmm. Like you have to, you have to look at your past and let it teach you because mm-hmm. it's giving you hints about what you want, not what yeah. society wants, not what society thinks is a good goal. Mm-hmm. What's not okay for you anymore that now is guiding you to go, oh, that's what I need to create. Because mm-hmm. that's no longer okay. That's my freaking nail yeah 
And then when you get clear on that, create the vision, but just know vision is different to goals. Or I believe that it is for me, it makes sense that way. Mm -hmm. For me, my vision's bigger. The vision is, it sometimes can be looser as well. Like it's, it's the thing beyond the goal. It's the, the way you want to feel. It's the way you want to live. It's who you want to be, what you want to be known for, the impact you want to make. Like what is that life, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a bit bigger. And then your goal are the things that are going to move you towards it. So if, Mm. if, for example, if my vision is, you know what, my, like, it's to impact women. It's to give them my teachings and my frameworks and every experience that I go through that creates wisdom. Okay, how do I dissect it? and make it simple in a way that is learnable and then actionable. Like that's that's my gift. So my vision is how do I do that? How do I impact thousands of women? The goal could be, well, a podcast will help with that. So this year I'm going to start a podcast, for example. Mm-hmm. Or, okay, well, creating a, a program, an online coaching program is going to help that vision. So the goal is create the online coaching program, mm-hmm. right? Or, okay, to create that, I'm going to need 100K in the bank. So the goal is how to create the extra 100K this year. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yes. yes. Right? So the goal feeds the vision. So we need to have a bigger mm-hmm. vision. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it just it kind of helps you break it down rather than just setting surface level goals. Like think beyond. Think, think about the vision and think about the things, the goals that are going to help you live there. Even with health, right? It's a simple one. The mm-hmm. vision really might be something like, when I wake up, I feel like I'm fucking thriving in my body. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it feels so good. I'm flexible. I can run. I can keep up with, you know, if someone's got kids, I can keep up with my kids. I'm present. I'm energetic. I've got time for everything I love. Mm-hmm. But the goal might be, well, to do that, I need to lose five kilos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Totally. Totally. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've never heard it explain like that and I think that's so wonderful I I read a book um I guess 22 2022 is last year now which is insane to say but last year uh I read this book called The Desire Map um I don't know if you've ever heard of it it's by I'm gonna write it down I recommend to it's I recommend it to everybody and it's by uh her name is Danielle Laporte um and the the essence of this book is to teach you how to set what she calls soul-based goals. So it's Mm -hmm. very much what you described where she says, envision your life and the things that you want to do and the things that you want to achieve based on how you want to feel in your life. Like, how do you want to feel in the pillars of your life? Wellness, relationships, business, like all of those things that make up who you are, make up your schedule. And then from there, once you have that vision of how you want to feel, what is going to get you up in the morning, what is going to make you feel passionate about life, start setting goals. And I think that that's so wonderful because like you said, once you hone in on what is true to you and what is going to make you happy, the rest kind of works itself out, right? Like the the path builds itself from there and you're no longer setting goals that are necessarily based on what society tells you is the best path to get there but rather what aligns with that vision so I love that you explained it that way yeah Mm -hmm. it's so true and even um in saying that back to Joe Dispenza who Mm -hmm. you need to go and listen to it's a Joe Dispenza and Ed Milet uh, okay so Mm -hmm. it's about unlocking your brain and he is the master of this right but it's a similar (laughs) thing in the sense of um once you have that so obviously and this is about when even when we spoke about success before right it's like well how do we close the gap how do we kind mm-hmm. of speed it up and get there quicker mm-hmm. and his process is first you need to become conscious of your unconscious right and this is mm-hmm. part of doing the work this is part of knowing yourself like really freaking knowing yourself mm-hmm. and so people go well how do i do that and it's like you just need to observe so even today mm-hmm those listening in for the next 24 hours observe your thoughts so just write three thoughts at the end of the day that you keep thinking about Mm -hmm. that are dominant thoughts like your mind just keeps going there what are they 
and then write down three behaviors, mm-hmm. right? So three things that you just automatically default to. Maybe it's always snoozing your alarm or maybe it's always this excuse. <laughs> you tend to do this mm-hmm. or whatever it is, just three behaviors, three emotions that you keep going to, gravitating to. So is it resentment? Do you have blame? Is there self-doubt? Like what, what, are, what are they? And then three ways of speaking, right? So our language, mm-hmm. so catching yourself, right? It's like, oh, I always say that. Why am I always sarcastic yeah. about that? Why do I always, you know, do that? And it's really cool when you start doing that. So that's how you become conscious of your unconscious because you're just defaulting to this stuff. Yes. And so that once you do that, then you have to replace it because there's no use being aware of it and then not changing it. Mm-hmm. And he says, replace it with an elevated emotion. So if the feelings that you keep feeling, are, you know, maybe it's worry. Okay. What are you going to replace that with? If it, if your thoughts are of something of the past and he talks about, well, if you're attached to the past, you can't possibly attract that vision, right? Because yeah. you feel you're worthy of it. So it's really cool when you start doing this. So you play, replace it with an elevated one. But then the most important step, and it's what Danielle was talking about in her book probably, is Mm -hmm. you have to feel it. Yeah. So most people set their goals, but they don't feel it. So the best way to do it is through gratitude. Because Mm -hmm. if you can be grateful, like teach your body to be grateful as Mm -hmm. if you have the thing before you already do, then you're training it. Mm -hmm. And you're connecting your brain and your body and that's brain and body cohesion. Mm-hmm. And it's being trained like it already has the thing. Okay. Oh, that's wonderful. You have I to watch, know. you have to go listen to the episode. It is I, I have brilliant. <laughs> like I've been listening to it a couple of times a year. It's so good. It was, it's amazing. Oh my yeah. gosh. Okay. I'm going to have to after this. I that's okay. interesting. I hadn't I yeah, please. <laughs> I hadn't heard it. Um told as you have to feel the gratitude before you even have a thing I just I've always heard people say well act like you already have it which is like so much easier said than done of course but I think gratitude is a great way of framing it because it gives you something more actionable like you're like what am I supposed to feel but it always comes back to gratitude as well that's wonderful thank you for sharing that yeah mm-hmm. yeah go listen to it. it it'll be the best thing you listen to this week for sure. maybe yeah. it's it's on my calendar of course um building into that I think that process of observation comes with a lot of friction like we said right Mm -hmm. it's going Mm -hmm. back into your past and facing probably a lot of mistakes that you've repeated or a lot of patterns that you've like kept living unconsciously but it's important work if we want to get to where we want to get to so um I've seen you on your page talk about self-love and how that plays into business and just training yourself to be, um, in our case, the woman that we want to be in a in a society mm. that is dominated by the patriarchy, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, what does self-love look like to you in terms of finding a balance between discipline and compassion? Because I think both of those are, are expressions of self-love. And yeah. how can we strengthen our self-love muscle to be the people we want to become in your yeah. opinion? Mm-hmm. It's such a, I feel like it's a hot topic because yeah. there's so many self-love movements and self-love mm-hmm. campaigns and totally. and it should and it should be because it's such, gosh, it's the foundational piece of mm-hmm. who we are and how we live life and how we show up in life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I also feel like it is to me, just in my opinion, it is. The, the things that I hear spoken about with self-love aren't necessarily what I believe them to be true. So mm-hmm. it's not necessarily always looking after yourself. It's not necessarily always you first either. Mm-hmm. Not always, right? Mm-hmm. We totally. live in a world with millions of people, right? That's just, that's a reality. We need to, we, we do need to learn sacrifice while still loving ourselves. Mm-hmm. So this surface level self-love that gets spoken about, which is like, you know, you do you boo and mm. go get a pampers Sunday and a self-love Sunday and all of that. That's not self-love. Yeah. That's caring for yourself. 
And I'm not saying you shouldn't do those things. I'm not saying you shouldn't go buy the bag that you want to buy or go to a retreat that you want to go to or go get your nails done or your hair done. No, oh my God, I love doing that. Especially my hair. I can't do my hair. I love when someone else does my hair. Totally. (laughs) But I'm saying that shouldn't be the thing that is filling the void of self-love. Because when you have self-love, you don't need these things. You don't need a ticket of approval for society. You don't need a self-love someday. You actually don't because you're so fucking fulfilled. You don't. You don't need that stuff. You don't crave it. To me, it's like self-love at the moment. I don't know. Does it have to be so dramatic? How we just (laughs) to love ourselves? Decide. Decide. Decide that you were made the way you are, born with what you've got for a reason. And it is so good yeah. that you need to decide to love yourself. I don't know if you need to go through 10 years of trauma healing. I don't know. Do you? Mm-hmm. And I'm not disregarding that really terrible things have happened, happened to certain people and absolutely there's mm-hmm. work to be done. But for mm-hmm. a lot of us, I don't know if it needs to be that dramatic. I don't know if it needs to take this long. Yeah. We can decide. Yeah. And it's through little things, not of what we think it is. It is through keeping our word to ourselves. Mm-hmm. It is me when I keep my word to myself, and it can be the little things. I keep the promise. When my head hits the pillow, it feels so damn good. Mm-hmm. Because I know I'm the person, I know I'm a woman who will show up for what I say. I will follow through. That's self-love. Yeah. That's discipline. Absolutely. Accountability is everything. It's mm-hmm. everything. And also acceptance of, I don't have to be the prettiest or the smartest or the funniest or the whatever, right? Mm-hmm. What I was given is so good enough and I've got everything that I need. But we get mm-hmm. so caught up in this story of um, we don't love ourselves yet or I'm not good enough and all this self-doubt. And usually they're just stories that aren't actually true, but we're choosing mm-hmm. to believe them because they keep us safe. Yes. They give us yes. certainty, right? Because if I believe that, at least I know what that feels like. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. But if I was to believe these other things, what would that look like? Who would I have to walk away from? Mm-hmm. What friends, family, environment would I have to maybe leave behind? How would I have to change my behavior, my response? Like that's the stuff, but but that's the becoming stuff. Like that's, so when people yeah. say this is, you know, when people say yeah. like, you know, it's about, you know, be the person, be the person who does the thing to receive the result. We mm-hmm. have to understand what that means. And what that means is all of this stuff we've spoken about. It's going, mm-hmm. oh my God, I've realized that I think that way. My emotions are caught to a pass. I keep choosing this story. I keep Mm -hmm. like blaming this person or this. Okay, I'm going to change my thought, my belief, my emotion, my action, Mm -hmm. and really commit to that. And that is how we become. Like Mm -hmm. that's a process. It takes time. Absolutely. And so I don't know, when it comes to self-love, I just, I just, I want women to listen in right now and go, and I just want you to choose it. I want you to know it doesn't have to be as hard or dramatic or as long. It doesn't have to take as long. You can always just choose it and choose it again and choose it again and know that there's moments where you won't feel as good all the time. You don't have to be. That doesn't mean you don't love yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't make it it mean that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. I'm, like, melting into my microphone (laughs) just, like, on my desk. That was so beautiful. And I just – I appreciate that – it's an awareness that more people are starting to come into because I really think that it like the self-love movement has become a lot about has become very appearance-based you know like if you have the nails if you've done your hair if you go to the gym like Mm -hmm. you're appearing to have self-love but how do you actually feel on the inside right how do you feel how do you choose it but you know what it's also and this might this might rattle a few cages but the reality is it's also letting a lot of women off their own hook right? oh that was gonna be my next point it's also, yeah it's, it's also allowing women to go you know like we've kind of swung like yeah. apparently if you were thin that showed self-love but mm-hmm. now if you're thin it doesn't you mm-hmm. have to be thinner, and that means self-love 
And it's just, it's all just a load of bullshit. Right. It doesn't necessarily matter. What matters is if you're healthy. That's loving yourself because that's being responsible for yourself and your body. I don't care if you've got cellulite. I care that you're in a body that thrives and you feed it and you speak to it and you move it because you love it and you add an extra 10 years on your life. You don't take it away because we let let ourselves off the hook and and you can love your body and want to improve it at the same time. Mm -hmm. They're not two separate things. No. Totally. Right. But sometimes it's like people like, oh, why are you doing that? You don't need to exercise. You don't need to do that cleanse or whatever. And it's like, because, you know, you're not overweight or or whatever it might be. And it's like, I can love my body and want to improve it Mm -hmm. and want to make it feel better and want to just do more with it. They're not exclusive things. Absolutely. And I, I, I love that. That was going to be my next point is that I think that when it becomes appearance-based, it's really easy to not take accountability for the work that we have to do because it's like, well, I don't have the genetics. I don't have the looks. I don't have the money. Um, When it's complete, like you said, it's completely a choice. And to that, I think it's it comes back full circle. That's why doing that self-inquiry that you were talking about is so important because when you hone in on how you want to feel and why the things that you do have purpose because how many of us are walking around doing those juice cleanses and getting that tummy tuck because we think that self-love we think that shows everybody that we are loving ourselves when in reality it's this is what society is telling you is going to make you happy and is what's going to make you love yourself but in reality um you know, this might hit some people, but <laughs> like our dopamine drives us 100%. Like as much as there's a spiritual aspect of who we are, our biology still plays and that dopamine will never have enough, you know? So it's, it's important to start shifting into that place of it's a choice that you have to make every single day, whether or not you, like you feel like loving yourself that day, mm-hmm. right? It's just, it's about understanding that you can love yourself also trying to be better and it's huge it's hard but it's huge yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah absolutely oh I'm so glad that we touched on that because I just I love that it all like business and fitness and it all comes together it makes me so happy <laughs> it's so so cool um on shifting gears from the self-love conversation um I think it's a great foundation for confidence right and mm-hmm. once you love yourself you you start to understand and be open to the things that you're worthy of and that you have a right to. And one of those things obviously is taking up space in our business, in our relationships, in out in the world, essentially. And I have found this particularly hard um, still to this day, like taking up that space and finding that confidence to just speak my opinion online or ask for opportunities or reach out to find myself opportunities so um in the I guess in the topic of business but also like just personal growth how do we start training our mind and our confidence to claim a seat at the table to start getting those opportunities the raises the connections that we need to be successful and like what skills does it take to cultivate that ability to take up space Mm -hmm. yeah I think um and it's you know what it's awesome that you've said that as well that sometimes you still feel that you know whatever it might come in for you whether it's a bit of Mm self-doubt whether it's a little bit of like am I imposter syndrome is so yeah or what they Mm -hmm. think and Mm -hmm. all of that stuff and again I think it it does for me too and Mm -hmm. I, I think it's cool to be aware of that but say it because it's not that those who say those who have what you desire or in this place that seems so far ahead Mm -hmm. it's crazy to think that they don't have these thoughts or they never did it just comes back to acknowledging them and then choosing another one instead Mm -hmm. because that current one we just have to ask ourselves does that one move me toward my goal or away from my goal if it's away I'm going to choose a different one because it's made up anyway so if we're going to have to make it up make up a better one Yes. That's what I always say. I'm like, Nicole, make up a better thought, make up a better story about exactly. this um, because you get to and you can, right? 
when I think of confidence, even the confidence I had when I was really young, it's not mm-hmm. what I have now, right? So it's mm-hmm. not like I had it one day and then didn't the other or I was granted it at a certain age, right? It's just, it's one of these things where most most women that I chat with are waiting for confidence to do the thing, mm. but it doesn't come first, right? We, we know that. Mm. Confidence mm. is built from competence. So think about it. Just think about mm-hmm. this for a second. Think about something that you're just not good at. You're actually really crap. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe yeah. you've never done it before. And if I asked you, okay, I need you you to go do an hour presentation to a thousand people on stage right now and if you've never done that before you might be really crap mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not saying you're saying that. I was mm-hmm. like I don't, have, I don't have that skill so you're not really going to feel confident right totally. however if you have done that a thousand times and you have built competence mm-hmm. you're going to feel confident at it and this is where we get so tripped up because I have, you know, when I chat with women, they say, oh, I'm not good at that. Or this isn't really working for me or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. If I just find out a little bit of info, like how many times have you done that? How many sales calls have you had, for example? And they say mm-hmm. four. Well, let me know when you get to 400. Yeah. Because <laughs> there is a time period to build competence. Like think of anything you learned. Think mm-hmm. of the thing that you're so good at. I mm-hmm. bet you feel confident in it. So mm-hmm. that's the first thing is that waiting for confidence, but it's an outcome. And for me, my experience is competence is the best thing that has built that for me. And I think of different skills that I've had that have Mm -hmm. created where I create my own money, my own table, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. It's when I was a younger girl, no way would you have thought I'd be matched up to those skills. You know, Mm -hmm. I was known as super quiet, very introverted, didn't know what to say to people, didn't like speaking to people because I was so in my head about being judged. Mm -hmm. But then learned sales skills I learned communication skills I stepped on stage I've spoken in front of 2,000 people live like these are Mm. things that are not attached personality that I had Mm -hmm. they're just not so I went on a path to build like you said skill set which takes time and patience to build competence and then I got confident in it and now there's certain things that feel like ease for me Mm -hmm. So you need to ask yourself, okay, if you want that certain seat at the table or if you want to create that and you're waiting on confidence to ask for it or to um, do the thing that's going to create it, you, you may need to ask yourself, well, hold on, what, what do I need to become competent in? Hmm. What do I need to be responsible for? Because that's going to build my confidence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and even like I know I think you said something about um, our voices and getting the pay rise or yeah. uh, taking the seat at the table, all of that yes. stuff, right? Yes. And it's so mm-hmm. important. It's so it important. Is. Absolutely yeah. advocate for it. You know, advocate for more money, advocate for the positions. Like women, we're freaking great at mm-hmm. all these things. <laughs> yes. money, investing money. There's, there's research that shows that we are just really good at it mm-hmm. um, in leadership. You can advocate for it, but please go and do it as well. Like we have so much access to everything that the mm-hmm. women before us didn't have. You know, something that we say um, in Women, Wine and Wealth is we are literally sitting on the 80-meter line of the 100-meter race. You have the internet. If you're listening to this, you've got it right on your phone. Mm-hmm. You can Google anything and learn it. You mm-hmm. can earn your own money. You can run your own business. You can be married, not be married. You can have kids. You don't have to have kids. You can vote. There's all of this stuff, but if we sit in blame, again, how does that emotion, how does that thought process, how does that behavior move us forward? Mm -hmm. So we need to move to vision. We need to move to, shit, I am on the 80-meter line. How are Mm -hmm. you going to finish your race and hand the baton back, right? Mm -hmm. So what do you want? Like, yes, advocate for it, but just go create, get in the trenches, Mm -hmm. get in the trenches and learn what you need to learn build your skills sales skills is one of the best skills that you can learn and if people go oh I don't want to do sales well it's the highest paid skill in the world one Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. so if you want to earn more money you can't get out of it without selling something and if you don't want to sell your time you have to sell something else yeah learn it 
love it. It is so cool when you learn like just the art of it and and how it solves problems for people. So that's one skill set I'd tell every woman to go and learn. Absolutely. Like it's just, and we like this is one, we teach it all the time. Because we're like your accelerator, it's your vehicle, your modality to your dreams mm-hmm. is learning that. So totally, totally. Yeah. Oh, that was music to my ears. <laughs> I love all of that. I'm I'm curious to get your take on this perspective because I think some a conversation that I've been having a lot with people recently is this idea that our the narrative in our society is um I think as women especially we are but I think it's more prominent in my generation is like we're starting to understand that there are things that we have a right to and that we don't always have to prove ourselves right things like love um things like being worthy of success being worthy of the opportunities that we want however there comes a point where it's like you people start expecting those merits without wanting to do the work to get them and it's not you know like just because you're worthy doesn't mean that you're necessarily like deserving of it without the effort you know does that make sense so (laughs) where do you think you draw the line between like yes you are worthy but have you done the work to you know ask for those opportunities for that raise yeah yeah I always um a question I always ask myself is am I being and doing the things Mm -hmm. for what I say I want like Mm -hmm. is it actually aligned and it's an honesty policy you gotta have with yourself yeah right because it's Mm -hmm. super easy to say well I want to make a quarter of a million dollars Mm -hmm. I want this pay rise I want this seat in that meeting Mm -hmm. whatever it is but then again I guess we need to be the observer of ourselves and we need to have our own honesty policy and we need to reflect (laughs) self-reflection love it but we got to and go am I being that woman am I being that woman the work that I did today the conversations that I had today the needles that I moved today Mm -hmm. were they going towards that Mm. were they really absolutely and and this is I think it can get a lot of people unstuck because uh we have this maybe it's expectations So we're in a society right now where we are so good at instant gratification, Uh but we're not so good at instant action. We're not so good at instant, like, let's get this done, right? Mm -hmm. Because we get caught up in all those things we were talking about before, like the procrastination and the self-doubt and then the overwhelm and then the distraction and then they're better than me and all of that stuff Mm -hmm. to deal with. But yeah, I think it's a question of, you know, are you really being the person who gets the life that you're asking for? Oh, okay. That's huge. I hope people are writing down as a journal prompt. That's wonderful. I, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that we touched on that because it's, I I think it's a, it's an unpopular opinion for sure. And I think it's, it's very woven in the kind of like law of attraction mindset where you think of something, you attract it and it's going to fall into your lap. Right. And it isn't, you know it's what? also not. If someone's doing that, send me a message. I'll sign up. <laughs> Where, how are you doing it? Like, teach us how. But, <laughs> like, the growth and the the learning is in the, the striving for the thing. And um, you have to be up for that process. And you have to, to be willing to. It's not about proving yourself to be worthy. Mm-hmm. But, it, but it's it's putting in the work to show that you are capable of having that thing that you're trying you to manifest. There's also like nothing better, Marianne. Like, you know this. Mm-hmm. I, I know you played sport. I know, you know, yeah. with your study, like, I don't know if there's a better feeling than accomplishing the process of doing the work. Like, exactly. it feels so good. Feels That's so the good. self-love, right? Yes. You're following the process. Like, it's developing parts of you that are there and that's part, those parts of you are your potential. Otherwise yes. it just sits inside all locked up, yes, right? Not really, exactly. not out in the world. Like 
it's there's a process there is a path and and absolutely there's the the manifesting and even what we're speaking about like Danielle and uh saying Danielle like she's my friend you know Dan, Danielle and Joe. <laughs> no but yeah yeah totally <laughs> it's true like that's the that's the 80% stuff right like mm-hmm. you need that but it needs to go in hand with action and and vice versa you can't just be like all action like I was like I'll just do the stuff I don't want to do this fluffy stuff I'm sure if I do enough work well enough for long enough I'll get there mm-hmm. and I kept hitting because I wasn't doing this stuff like this work so it goes hand in hand we need both of them otherwise our expectations are out of whack and expectations kill a lot of dreams I think yeah oh my gosh yes absolutely I think walking into taking the first step towards your dreams sometimes if not always involves not having expectation and just mm-hmm. accepting that life is going to throw curveballs at you, but you are capable mm-hmm. of of taking them on. So true. So capable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, love Surprise this. Yourself. This was yeah. so stimulating, and my heart oh, is so watering the juiciness of this conversation. Um, as per tradition on the Commitment to Growth podcast, uh, every guest before I send them off, we do a rapid fire round of three questions. The first two are uniform for every guest. The last one is unique to, to them. So uh, you're up on the plate. <laughs> are you ready for your rapid fire round? I do Wonderful. this to my guests. So now I'm in the hot okay. <laughs> Now you're in the seat. Wonderful. So <laughs> your first question is, what is your favorite quote? Mm. Right now, mm-hmm. because I have too many in different seasons of life yes right now I don't know where I read this or if I don't know but let's just say this Mm -hmm. is think from your vision and goals not about your vision and goals Mm -hmm. I think that works for just what we've been talking about absolutely think from them not about them okay wonderful that has been written down (laughs) thank you (laughs) Um, your second question is what song is currently stuck in your head right now? Oh my gosh, what song? No <laughs> song, but you're going to make me think about a song and then it'll get stuck in my head. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Apologies in advance. <laughs> my head and now I'm like, my brain is searching for a song. Oh man. My apologies in advance to you and your partner. Cause I'm sure you'll be playing out. Maybe <laughs> should I say, um, Nelly, it's getting hot in here because then my partner will really love that later. <laughs> it's a great it's song. It's a great song. That's oh my god! I that's the first time I've heard that one. That's so oh my god! It's an old cool Everybody can go listen to that now and get a little bit hyped. That's I love that. I love that. Thank you. I really put you on the spot there. Um, your third and final question, the one that is unique to you, is uh, if you're willing to share what is your current vision that is driving your goals right now I want to impact 1,000 women in teachings and tools to help Mm -hmm. them to help them break down the barriers these ones Mm -hmm. that we're talking about like the real the real barriers that are stopping them from creating more money and more choice in their life Mm -hmm. so right now that is that's the one on my heart because that's part of my vision. You know, it's, mm-hmm. I just know that it's, I think I've been put here and my, the path that I've had has been for a reason because it always is. Mm-hmm. And it's taught me that I need to teach other women because mm-hmm. breaking down some complicated things and putting them into digestible pieces that women mm-hmm. can take and implement to reduce barriers and resistance that they have and go and create, go and create more choice in their life, go and create more money in their life, mm-hmm. go and create more in their life, whatever, whatever it is that's, that's really important to them. Cause that's different to everyone. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I think that's wonderful. And it's such a, I feel really called to something very similar, like helping people who want to start, but don't know where to start. I think that's, that's, the main problem that people are having nowadays. So I love that. I'm 
100% sure you're going to achieve it. Um, and if I can help you get more women to achieve that mission, uh, where can people listening find you on your socials? Yeah, awesome. Uh, well, you can follow us at Women Wine and Wealth. So it's women underscore wine underscore wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, or me personally, you'll find my Instagram handle on there as well. So Nicole L. Robertson. Uh, and I've actually did just drop a book, which I didn't even oh speak about. But if you wanted to grab the book, that would be awesome. Because I just think, yeah. well, if it gets in as many hands as possible and there is just a piece of goodness in there for you, then I, I know that my job's done. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'll send you those details and that would mm-hmm. be amazing. Yeah, I will put that all below. And I did not know I was talking to a published author. I feel like I'm talking to a superstar. This is crazy. <laughs> i'll have to go i'll have to go grab a copy thank you so much that's so cool congratulations on dropping your book um and thank you for being here and thank you for everything that you're doing for women and the world because it needs more people like you who are teaching us the ropes of believing that we are worthy of the success and the wealth that we want so thank you and i cannot wait to see where life takes you and where we end up meeting in the near future because I'm excited to continue this conversation for sure yeah me too me too thanks so much Mariana thank you so much Nicole of course we'll see you soon bye Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that conversation just as much as I did. I It was sure super, super exciting for me, and I'm so excited that it's out so that you can finally listen to it. Once again, if you want to check out more of Nicole's work personally or her business, Women, Wine, and Wealth, you can check out their social links. They are listed in the show notes below. Remember to keep up with them. Keep up with the Commitment to Growth podcast by following myself. It's on Instagram at Commit to Growth Podcast, as well as on Facebook. If you want more of those blog posts that I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, you can follow my website. It's www.commitmenttogrowth.com. I post blog posts and also all of my services as a personal trainer are also listed on there and some other cool links to some other resources if you are ever so interested. If you want to be a guest on the show or you have questions or you have future topics that you want to suggest, feel free to DM me on Instagram once again, or you can uh, email me. I don't know if anybody really emails all that much anymore, but regardless, it is commitmenttogrowthpod at gmail.com. Feel free to chat. I'm always happy to talk about anything and everything, high and low. And I believe that is it for today. Thank you for being here. Thank you again for choosing the Commitment to Growth podcast as your daily listen. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Have a great rest of your day.